What is up, party people? Welcome back to Saturdays in Seltzers. After a little bit of time off, we are back recapping the Jags season and the regular season, the postseason with Haley DeMello. We also are previewing championship weekend this weekend and have all of our normal segments. So happy to be back. Love you guys so much. Let's have a good one. Let's go. Looking like you just graduated. Coming from a place that y'all gravitate. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. All right, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. And I like it. Show me a place I can buy it. But you priceless. Superwoman, no What is up, party people? Welcome to Saturdays and Seltzers. Long time, no chats. I don't think we've talked at all this year. Our last episode was right before the new year, I think. But... You all know her. You all love her. If you follow me on Twitter or SNS on Twitter, please welcome Haley. Hello. Can we get some applause in the chat? Hi. Thank you. Um, We are here kind of high. We did definitely not do anything ever before this show at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I'm a little awkward, that's probably why. But welcome, Haley. How are we doing? How's I'm just ducky, buddy. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, a long time in the making. I know. Haley travels with me to all the Jags games. She went with me to the draft. She's bestie girl. We met in college. Um, she's she's a sports gal. Haley, oh yeah. Do you want to? You know, you know what? You in just in case people don't know, how'd you get into sports? Where are you from? All the things. Tell me your three facts about yourself. Like it's the first day of school. I was so unprepared for the interview. Um. Well, hi, I'm Haley DeMello. Um, I went to school with Kendra at UNH and I got a degree in communications and sports studies. Um, and now I work more on the corporate side of sports, but uh, Kendra and I have been friends for almost four years now. So she's just Sorry, kind of Haley. badass. I've been, no, honestly, it was so good because it was just right in my headphone as the crack happened. Oh, that's why I did it. I, it was like ASMR, you know? It reminded me that I was thirsty. I'm drinking a zombie water. Oh, yeah. I'm drinking a peach high noon because I'm basic, but also they're so good. This so is I don't from care. Vitamin C Brewing in Weymouth, Mass. Shout out Weymouth. Charlie Coyle, Weymouth guy. Yeah. Big Weymouth guy. Mayor of Weymouth, if you will. Some, some are saying. Some are saying. It's um, him. Oh, okay. yeah. But yeah, so that's me. Uh, and. I am Kendra's uncertified, certified assistant, so I Touch travel out. all over the country with her, and we just do ridiculous shit, so I'm happy to be on, happy to talk some Jags, can't wait. Slay, the most honorary Jags fan of all time. Yes, oh yeah, we'll get right. into why I'm struggling. But. Yeah, so I'm throwing Haley right into the fire, we're not skipping a beat with this show, she is giving you guys an HLH, if this is your first episode, your HLH is your high of the last week, your low of the last week, and your hero of the last week. I was in a full on depressive state when I wrote mine out today, like panicking with work, so I'm gonna redo them. I'm also gonna play edible roulette tonight because I want this to hit exactly when the show is over, and it takes, you know, like an hour, so I'm gonna do it now. While Haley gives you her HLH, actually, just give me your high, and yeah, I'll give you my high. Let's start with the high. Um, my high of the week is gonna be the resurfacing slash, um, virality of the Joe Burrow Pledge of Allegiance video. 
I think that Wild. is probably one of my favorite videos on the internet. I think it is absolutely hilarious. His mom, so good. Just America's sweetheart. I just, it's so, it's, it's America's just, sweetheart. It's just so good. And it is so funny every time I see it. I don't like, I, there's just something about it, man. That's, that's okay. easily the high of my week. I've retweeted it. I have reposted every time I see it, I share that video. Are you pro the simping for Joe Burrow on TikTok or anti Joe Burrow oh simping God, on TikTok? It's almost like I had that written down to talk about later for our uh, for our pop culture discussion. But give it to me now. I'm giving it to you now. So I would be very hypocritical to say that I am against the simping for Joe Burrow. In turn, Tyler's take is that he doesn't like. LSU people something for Joe Burrow, which I think is so stupid. Like that is dumb, Tyler. What like, the fuck? What? Like that's such a weird take. But anyway, I think anyway, I love Joe Burrow. I think he's adorable, and he doesn't like Ohio State either. I know, I know, and I Pick my side. Co- my coworker will. If you're watching, I'm so sorry if we talk about Ohio State in a negative fashion on this. I'm uh, not sorry. Uh, I'm pro Ohio State slander. But- Fuck you, Urban Meyer. Yeah, well, duh. <laughs> okay. Okay. So anyway, I, yeah, you're high. Go ahead. I got a free sandwich yesterday. And I need to hear about this. I literally just went somewhere for media coverage and they let me have a free sandwich at lunch and I ate half there and I took the other half home. And I just don't think that there's like such a high honor that I could have had. Like free sandwich, wow. count me in. I honestly would eat any free sandwich except for a tuna sandwich, I think. Wow. Are you yeah. are you not a tuna gal or just tuna sandwiches no. in particular? I'm anti-tuna. In sushi too? Um, I'm fine with it in sushi, but like canned sushi. I've had a spicy tuna roll with you. I, anything you fraud. with anything with mayo involved in it, like egg salad, tuna salad, all mm. that stuff. Even though I'm a southerner and that feels like a sin, I'm just I'm not a real big mayo person. Is it a consistency thing? No, I think it's because my dad referred to it as God's lubricant growing up. <laughs> I'm so serious and I just can't. I literally can't even take a sip out of that because I'm going to laugh and it's going to like, like the ultimate form of PTSD. Oh my God, that is so gross. <laughs> my other high is that Haley texted me yesterday and she was like, so are we wearing Jags gear? for the show or are we wearing all black for their funeral and I said I think that it's a celebration of life which is why I'm in the cat suit and Haley is in that outfit but I'm in the cat yeah I'm in the cat suit so yeah that's also a high I love wearing this thing just because I can like it's just so expressive there's sport mode there's regular mode there's hand warmers there's a tail like it's just you know it's very it's high fashion it, yeah it is it's multi-purpose actually which is great. i told Haley i felt like a furry <laughs> so that's yeah. what, but we did win when i wore this outfit i've watched it since True. Don't but True. okay what was your low all right low of the week is gonna be that elon kicked me off twitter um my twitter got deleted and this season, I was ride or die with the Jags fan base. I was with them in the trenches. In the trenches. Um, and then as soon as I started getting, like, 
a following in the Jags community. I got my Twitter deleted. It's so confirmed that, was that so God sad. hates the Jags. Yeah, God <laughs> hates the Jags and me particularly this past these past couple of weeks. So um, I have a new Twitter. Uh, Kendra's calling it my burner account, but it's literally my last name and my first name. <laughs> um, give me a follow on there because I'm pretty sure that I'm not getting my old Twitter back. I've tried a lot of different things and it's not working. So, Have you tried tweeting Elon your titties? No. Um, that is a bold that's strategy. That's the way to do it. You should just be like, mm-hmm. Elon, how many retweets of my titties for you to give me my account back and then okay. he just doesn't respond but you get a bunch of interaction and follows and it's like boom you were right back where you started yeah no for sure I'm that's marketing mm-hmm. yeah yeah I love it I'll think right. yeah we can discuss odds. later off table odds. Yeah. odds no odds no I well here's the thing and <laughs> and here's here's why I won't do it because then I'll have to make another gmail account because because i had to make another burner gmail account for this new twitter so if i get kicked off of my twitter now it's disastrous for the i just love that they think you're 13 no so the issue is that i made my twitter when i was 12 and a half and they uh, so like I was looking at my Twitter and I was like, oh, that's not my birthday because I, of course I put my birthday as something different when I signed up for Twitter. So I went and changed my birth year. I narked on myself basically and was like, uh, no, I was born in 99. And then Twitter was like, gotcha. <laughs> literally, literally like within seconds, it was like, you're tw- like, you're t- because I tweeted when I was 12 and I don't even know what I've. Wow. Look yeah. at you badass so that's my low also real quick other low of the week back-to-back celtics losses in yeah. the beautiful sunshine state so um not Struggle great city not Struggle a great city. look not a great look but you know uh hopefully we can get our shit together that'd be sweet um my low is just seasonal depressions kicking my ass especially after i came back from florida i just hate it like I shouldn't have left because now I'm just it's so much worse because I want to go home so that's my low very short sweet and to the point um what is your hero my hero of the week is Drew Locke all right give it to me so Drew Locke former Broncos quarterback was traded to the Seattle Seahawks with a couple other homies for Russell Wilson, Bronco Nation, let's ride. Um, He gets to Seattle. He becomes the backup for Geno Smith. Um, Russell Wilson this season throws for the same amount of touchdowns that our boy Drew Locke threw his season in 2020, uh, 16. And on Twitter, I just saw a bunch of clips of him dancing in Broncos gear. And I was like, honestly, Drew Locke, like, you you did just as well. He led the league in interceptions that year also. You know, 15. yeah. So okay, like, Trevor Lawrence has been there. Matt yeah. Stafford's been there and he won a yeah. Super Bowl the same year. So, you know, I love an underdog story. I love, you know, a Rudy. I love, you know, Mighty Ducks, Air Bud, Drew Locke for me. Just gonna... All right. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. Slay. 
Um, my hero is being a brunette. And that's it. I kind of am still having fun with it and I'm not used to it. So the end. Girl things. Okay. I wanted to talk about the Jags season as a whole. I said on this show right before the season started that all I wanted was to be above 500 and I wanted to see improvement on all aspects, like coaching, quarterback play, all of it. Um, And they were the first team in NFL history to go from the first pick to the playoffs. So I would say not only is that improvement, but they obviously also went over 500. They won the AFC South. They beat the Titans twice. That's huge. Um, But, you know, I, I look back at the season and I'm like, turnovers seemed to be, turnovers at a bad time seemed to be kind of, the song of the season just because it always felt like it was either an etn fumble in the red zone you couldn't get back that lost you the game a trevor turnover you look back at we'll we'll get to the postseason but it's like that's kind of what seemed to end their season um as well and almost ended their season against the chargers even earlier but like you're playing with house money at that point so it doesn't even really matter um I did really appreciate the defense's progression after the bye week. I thought at one point Mike Caldwell might be fucking fired during the season. I was like, Mike Caldwell literally might be out of here at any moment. But he saved his job, in my opinion. I don't, like, do I think that he is my favorite hire? No. Do I think that he deserves to keep his job? Yes. Um, And then I thought the special teams kind of kicked ass. Like, they had a couple, they had that, um kickoff that they decided to recover against the Chiefs successfully uh, like opening kickoff which was awesome Jamal Agnew played really well I think Logan Cook onside kick of- unreal uh crazy from Doug P from just Doug P pulling absolute wild plays against Andy Reid I was the Duval special unreal slay. unreal and I thought Logan Cook had like an underappreciated season it's like I know that punters and kickers don't get a lot of love unless they're like flack, like unless they're just like, I don't know. Harrison Butker is like the first person that comes to mind. That's like a punter that gets respect, but he's also handsome. So I like, don't even <laughs> want to throw his name out there because it's like, yes, he's fucking incredible, but like, and he's a kicker, a punter, like whatever, but also like, there's just not a lot of people out there that get respect at that position, any kicking position. And I think that he's one of them that deserves it. Um, and I have some thoughts on the rookies as well, but do you have any thoughts on the season that you had that you kind of want to circle back to at the beginning? No, we can circle we can circle to this now before you get into rookies, though. I just had right under like kind of that just our adventures this season with the mm, Jacks. It's true. We, so yeah. We gotta, I feel like we if we want to recap that real quick. So Vegas for the draft, unreal, so much fun. We went to Washington for week one, super impulsively, took a train for eight hours. The train was incredible. I was just recently talking about how much I love that train. I have like a romantic relationship with that, both those trains. I think the thing was, is that we both can work remotely with what we do. So we had wipe. So we just worked on the train, mm-hmm. and then we it were in incredible. DC, and we were like, "This is great!" Like it, I didn't even feel like it was that long of a ride at all. 
I had some away games that I was thinking about looking at already. So I might just like bring up the schedule while we talk about this for away games next year. Well, actually, no, because there's places I'm looking at, but also like it's going to depend on the weather for me. Yeah, I I have that. I have that in too. Like, so Vegas, we went to Commanders, we went to week 11, we went to the Titans, which was so much fun. Um, And then shout out intern Tyler who I need us you to weekend. rank them. Yes, shout out Tyler. I need you to rank them. Our trips? Yeah. Oh god. Um I'm going to put I had so much fun on all of them. So highlights of so I'm I'm going to put number 3 Washington. Uh highlights were Kendra's friends that I got to meet from Jacksonville were so much fun. They were so great and that was like my first time meeting like Jags game day fans because I had done the Vegas thing, but I hadn't done a game day yet. Um, so that was really awesome and really cool. So shout out them. Um, but that stadium FedEx is the garbage. Garbage. The, the worst NFL the worst stadium, NFL stadium I have ever been to. I was flabbergasted by that. Was, I couldn't dude, I never want to go there ever again. No, absolutely not. And I believe it was you or Tyler who said that they had the worst chicken t- tenders that they've ever had in their life there. It was Tyler. And that is such a, like, you know what I mean? That's so. Did they have a know, male cheerleader? I can't that. remember. I don't know, but they didn't slay as much as the Titans once did. The so Titans cheerleaders. That's the one thing I will give the tits. They have great dancers. Absolutely worked it. My three would also be DC. Um, I would put number two. Um, I don't know. I would put number two as the Titans because we sat. Or no, 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 no. I don't know. I want to put Titans number one because we sat front row. No, number two. Okay, yeah. I would put Titans number two. Vegas. Number Vegas one. was so Vegas. fun. <laughs> I, I knew that when I was like trying to make excuses why to not put it number one, but it is so number one. Vegas was incredible literally some of them i will remember that trip for the rest of my life like, that was like i think my favorite trip i've ever been on i think the draft should be in vegas every year Me too. i think that that is the way to go like i just easily one of the most amazing trips i've ever done Me and it was too. so much fun like Can, i feel are like are we gonna go to kansas city for the draft i feel like no the jags have a late pick and i really just don't give a shit to go to see literally the fucking middle of the country and eat barbecue i'm sorry yeah it's literally like the chiefs and barbecue and then like people i've talked to are like oh like kansas city has great strip clubs but like i can't imagine like great strip clubs for missouri like like you know what i mean i'm sus about Atlanta, that and like if, but if, if that's like on your list of draws like there's like there's nothing else like that i'm kind of like I don't know. I mean, the draft is a ton of fun. That's the thing. Like, being there in person is fun. But honestly, Kansas City is not I'd rather go somewhere else. Like, yeah. Like, I want to go to Cleveland. I want to potentially go to Buffalo. um, And then New Orleans. Maybe Tampa. Those are my four away games. Yeah. I am on board for all of them. Should we go to NOLA? Can we confirm, like, set in stone NOLA? Set in stone, Nola for sure. I also have on the calendar for us F one in Vegas is coming, um, so that's going to be literally insane. I was just in Vegas for Christmas. 
Um, cause that's what I do, <laughs> I guess, you know, super New casual, tradition. super New casual, tradition. you know, I was just in Vegas for Christmas. No, but, um, I went on vacation with my brother and my mom. It was so much fun anyway, but formula one is coming and that's going to be sick. Like yeah. it's going to be crazy. We I don't need to like know hotel prices. It's going to be nuts. Like I'm sure it's so crazy, expensive. but like we should figure something out. Uh, if anyone knows any way we can cover F1, let, let us me know. know. Because I would love to go to Vegas for the F1. I race. know nothing about F1. I just want to see it. Yeah, they're doing it on the strip. Like I the know. race. I know. That's why I'm I want to so go. Excited. Okay, perfect. So those are our sort of thinking away away games. Well, at least for sure, locked in, be going to NOLA. I want to train somewhere. That has to be a must. We need to train somewhere. We do or- need to train somewhere. Or I don't know. I just, I need to train somewhere immediately. I want to go to New York. Let's go to New York, actually. We should go to New York. Okay, Slay. I'm, we're just high and talking, but I'm like actually kind of serious. No, I'm serious too. I want to go for the Big East tournament this year. I could be, I could be convinced. They, they do it at the Garden, which is yeah. kind of fun. Um, I don't know if they're going to, this. that's what they've done in the past. I've always wanted to go, but I have never gone. So, cause okay. I like, do, do I want to go to a Nets game? Not really. Do I want to watch basketball at the garden? Yeah. So like. Fair. Valid. <laughs> okay. Um, but you were going to do your rookie rankings. I would like to hear them for the Jags. I just have a couple grades for the first five picks. The last two guys didn't really like, it didn't oh, stick grades, out yeah. to me. Uh, did I, I should have, I should have done the pyramid. Uh, yeah, the, a tier. Yeah, at the I'm bottom of the write, pyramid. I'm gonna do that. The okay, pyramid great. of rookies. <laughs> at the bottom of the pyramid. Um. Yes. So the bottom of my pyramid, I would say, probably. Okay. What I need to ask is, do I need to grade just their performance alone, or what I think of like the draft pick as a whole one year in, or? I don't know. I think I think it's an overall grade. I think you can consider both, right? Okay. All right. So my bottom two. Not the prob- bottom. Based off of that, the player and like where we drafted them, I would say Devin Lloyd would be the bottom of my period. Period. Why do I always do that? Every show, every time we do a pyramid, I say period. Every time, every time. I swear to God, it happens every single episode and i i don't do it on purpose at all pyramid pyramid period per <laughs> um okay it would have to be devin lloyd towards mm. the beginning of the season i he had a couple fumble recoveries that were good he had almost a pick six i think that there was i think a penalty on trayvon walker that called it back if i'm not mistaken so and he did not play at all towards the end of the year, nor should he. I think he has a low football IQ. I think that he needs the Kyler clause in his contract. He needs to be watching some film. He was getting fucking lost out there, which mm-hmm. I do have Chad Muma on this list as well. But part of what makes it worse for me as far as like an overall pick is that they traded up to get Devin Lloyd, got Chad Muma later in the draft, and Chad wound up playing more than Devin. And I know why they did it. And it was because Devin was projected to go higher than I think that he should have based off of like how he performed this season. Mm-hmm. But you were like a first round draft pick and you right. were getting benched for a guy that was also a rookie that was drafted later than you when you were traded up for and you felt like you were just getting outworked. I don't know. It kind of just felt like he was relying on 
being a good athlete in the pros you can't do that like you you can't you just can't rely on being a good athlete anymore because you're around the best of the best athletes um and I think that Chad Muma is just a smart player do I think he's the most athletic kid on the field absolutely not but he got embarrassed a couple times this season but he he had a good year I um I I gave him a b plus I would say he's probably in that like gray area of the draft for me um another pick that I didn't love if we are doing this all cumulatively do I think that Trayvon Walker is a beast athlete? Yes. Do I think that he can absolutely blossom into a great pass rusher? Not even including the talk of changing the way that the defense plays right now. Yes, I think he can do that. But anytime you are a first overall pick, I think that you should be in conversation for a defensive rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, something like that. And what makes it worse is that Aiden Hutchinson is in that conversation and so is Sauce Gardner. So, hello. So I would just say, and I, if you're watching me and I'm smiling and I'm laughing, it's because <laughs> how did you feel about that pick when it happened? Because I, I was there in person. Yeah, I was standing on the table crying at the draft. If you told us then that we would be having this conversation now, we would have believed you. Like, I feel like with that pick, you knew, and even I, not even as a Jag super fan at the time, but, you know, just a general football fan saw that pick and was like, I yeah it just it changed so it's unfortunate that it didn't you know I really wanted it to work out and have you know it change our mind but it kind of worked out exactly how we thought it was going to it's there's still time for it to work out I believe in giving guys three ish years there's been examples where I think that we cut ties at a good time one being LaVisca Chanel of recent uh Kayla Von Chase on another thing Taven Brian, another recent, yeah, we just, we suck at the draft. Um, do I think that there's still time for him to develop into the player that we think that he is when he draft, we drafted him? Yes. But the conversation changed so quickly to Trayvon Walker being taken at that first pick. And it's like, I was obviously apprehensive about it and I, I think he can still work out, but it's just like, anytime you're a first overall pick, I think that you should, unless you're a quarterback, let me preface that unless you're a quarterback, but that position, I think that you should be in the conversation, especially because the guy taken right after you is. That's my point. Um, I would say the top of my pyramid would be, well, not the top of my period. Yeah, pyramid. <laughs> but like the my second place would be probably Chad Muma, Snoop Connor, right under him. He had a huge touchdown return when we needed him at one point in the year with J. Rob gone. Um, and him behind ETN and Hasty, I think he's fine. He played his role well. I think he's decent depth there, but he just didn't really play enough for me to be surprised. I don't know. I kind of expected right. him to be that guy in the running back core to pick up the blitz, and that just didn't wind up happening. Um, but so he's fine. Um, and I would say Chad Muma right above him just because of the shoes that he was asked to fill. But the shoes that Luke Fortner was asked to fill and how he filled them incredible I think that Luke Forner was an absolute a of a draft pick especially where they got him he had a lot of unexpected production at that position this year and I think that he can absolutely develop into like a long time player for us especially if they keep him and Trevor around and ETN around I think that that's a home run a lot so, of love in the fan base too for him lot, I love Luke Fortner yeah. I think that he's a good dude I'm glad to have him on our team 
So that is kind of my roundup of the season. Like I said, I feel like the overarching theme was just turnovers at bad times, which kind of brings me to our postseason thoughts, which I have in our notes, no thoughts, just cardiac cats, because it's so true between the Chargers game and then the Jamal Agnew turnover and then the Trevor turnover and just everything going perfectly for the Jags to win that game. Like I don't wish injury on anyone at all, but Patrick Mahomes getting hurt is just one of those things, unfortunately in sports where like it, it might hurt another team so much, but it could have another team fall into place. And that could have been us. And like the rest of the season, bad turnovers at bad times and them beating themselves turned into a loss and it's like they were playing with house money they had no business beating the chiefs but they were right there right. and that just defines the season for me um i was at the chargers game it honestly just kind of felt like a movie and people like talked about how amazing the game was like nobody in the crowd left like nobody in the fucking crowd left it was what like 30 30 27 nothing at the half i think 27 nothing yeah. yeah nobody fucking left and it was insane like one of the craziest games I've ever been to and I feel as though the comeback kind of shied away what the immediate problem was and it goes right back to the theme of fucking turnovers four turnovers in the first half like that or first quarter even maybe I know it was the first half maybe in the first quarter I know it was three in the first quarter it might have even been four but it's just like I thought that that Chargers team had us in a body bag and nobody seemed to talk about the turnover issue the Chiefs, I think they were a super beatable team, but like I said, like they just we beat ourselves again. And the Agnew turnover, the Trevor turnover, I don't understand why people are so mad at Jamal Agnew. Like we wouldn't have even been in this game if it wasn't for him because he was averaging like 40 yards of return in the postseason. And a couple of his returns set the offense up for touchdowns in the Chargers game because he put them in good field position. And it's like, yeah, he had a bad turnover at a bad time. But, like, has he had a single turnover all year even? I don't know. I don't know that answer. I'm asking. If anybody knows, like, let me know. But it didn't feel like he did. So I just – some of the hate he got on the internet was, like, fucking insane to me. Yeah, it was unfortunate. Like, my heart just broke because I thought back to the Titans game and we had a little kid that was sitting with us. It was his birthday. And he was just like, Jamal Agnew, I love you. I play you in Madden. And Kendra <laughs> was like, oh, my God, yes. Like, someone that appreciates Jamal Agnew. Because it did, it does seem like, you know, he's perfor- He's not, you know, besides that very obvious and unfortunate play that of course everybody's going to talk about because it does come at such a crucial moment right like that's just how it works um but I thought that you know other than that it wasn't he wasn't that bad like I thought he performed I thought he performed pretty well and oh my god yeah at the very least was not worthy of all the criticism that I think he was getting had Butker not tripped him up on that kick return on right. Saturday, he was gone. Money gone. Right. Like right. what a like it's like one of those it feels like a like a penalty kick in fucking soccer when it's like if the goalie stops it, that's fucking sick. Good for you. But in that moment, I was like, he's money, he's gone. Everyone knows he's one of the best returners in the league. And then fucking the punter takes you down. That's gotta be like demoralizing. Yeah. But so I love I, Jamal. Yeah. No, he's great. 
I, so, I, yeah, you you probably have called yourself on record a Jamal Agnew apologist. So I am a Jamal Agnew apologist. The um, Jamal Agnew apologist. So I have some postseason jugs questions for you. Are you ready? Yes. So numbers wise, we look at the season. We don't look at, you know, and we can get into obviously the nitty gritty, but let's just say for explanation's sake, the 2017 Jags and the 2022 Jags, both first in the AFC South, both make it to the playoffs. One goes a little farther than the other. Similarities and differences? What are your thoughts? Similarities? I would say the defense holding through the stretch of the season. Like, that, like, week 10 or 11 through, our, like, this season's defense felt, like, almost lights out where, like, they were, like, a huge issue in the beginning of the season. The 2017 defense was a really good defense year-round. But, like, as they got deeper into the season and further into the playoffs and, like, Blake Wardle's just – I would rather have Trevor Lawrence than Blake Bortles, even with the turnovers right. now. Blake Bortles was like our best rusher, I think, that postseason, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like that's the difference there for me. Um, so I would say differences, quarterback play, similarities, the defense really held through down the stretch of the season. Um I would say another difference is the like attitudes in the locker room there were a lot of big personalities on that 2017 team um and they were yeah they were expected to be good like the expectation is another difference like that team had to be good the personalities on that team were a lot bigger a lot more cocky there were expectations on them this team had no expectations whatsoever I feel like the reason that this team had like a spark of any postseason aspirations, let alone like a postseason run, was just the camaraderie of the locker room. And I think that started with Doug Peterson and the fact that they just have like pretty decent dudes on the team. Like the nicest dude I can think of on the 2017 team is Calais Campbell. And he's like kind of one of the only ones where I'm like, you know, stand up dude. But on this team, I'm like, everyone's freaking awesome. Um, And I would say, yeah, like I'll just circle back to the lack of expectations. I think that that was like, the difference like this team wasn't supposed to be anywhere or do anything and they thrived so that was probably I guess like the biggest things I a lot of people are saying like they don't like there was like a huge debate on Jags Twitter the other day about like which team was better which season was more exciting like who did you like more blah 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 I love this team so much more than that team just I because agree. the dude yeah just because agree, the dudes 100%. on this team are so much more likable I like, feel but- like at the end of the season the momentum is going for the Jags this year whereas at the end of 2017 it was kind of like we've made it to x place like you said those expectations. like how are we gonna meet those expectations? it felt like they were the momentum was going against them I feel like yeah. this time it's going with them yeah, for sure. The The expectations were definitely a lot different. And I, I loved this team so much more. They're super likable. Like just even like social media, like, and, you know, credit to the Jag social media people. I mean, they really do kill it in, in the sense that it's very much in the locker room with the guys, you know, getting to see them as, as who they are as people beyond being a player, which I think is just humanizing them is so important. 
Yeah, that clip that went viral this week of Zay talking to Trevor and then Trevor hugging everyone in the locker awesome. room. Like that's that's those are the that wouldn't have happened on the 2017 team. I agree. And that's the biggest difference for me. Honestly, they're completely different teams, 110%. Like they don't have a ton of similarity at all. Um, But like this team is so much more likable and that just personifies all of it. Mm -hmm. So that's my thoughts there. Yeah. And then obviously Chris Collinsworth on the broadcast on Saturday, you know, say what you want about Chris. He was given Trevor all the props. And I, I honestly, it made me smile when he said, you know, this is not the last time we are going to see Patrick Mahomes and Trevor Lawrence go face to face in the NFL playoffs. And that was kind of like a moment for me where I was like, oh, my God, these guys are so young. Like there is so uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, credit to him as a quarterback. I feel like, you know, we've seen him in the postseason so many times at this point but you know again he's still you know he's got he could have a great career ahead of him and you know I think he does and you know it's awesome to see that Trevor is getting to that level where we can see him potentially being a competitor for those kind of guys and it was just awesome to see him really come into the NFL this year I feel like last year was much more of a transitional period for him and the style of play and and the level of play yeah so I was just I was happy to hear them say that on the broadcast. it just you know made me smile I thought yes Totally. I think that if Trevor can fix the turnovers in the offseason and he can fucking nut the fuck up and hit a couple guys the way he did on that last Chiefs drive, money. Yeah. Go. Goated. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a period where it was almost like, is he a bust? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. No, yeah, there was the like second a moment. half of this season. It was just like, oh my god, he remembered. Like we're going like we he can play professional football. Like I, I think he really redeemed himself in the second half of the season. I you was know. very skeptical of like the Doug system at first because for mm-hmm. a hot minute it felt like he was prioritizing Trevor figuring his system out over winning winnable games at winnable right. times, and that was my biggest issue with Trevor and Doug at the time. And a lot of people were making excuses for him. And I was just at a point with like, he was going so South. The turnovers were insane. We were losing stupid games to stupid teams. And, you know, he wound up buying into what Doug was selling quicker than I think people expected at a certain point. And I'm glad he did. I fucking love Doug Peterson. Now I'm on the Trevor train. It just, I understand why people were giving the excuse of urban Meyer, But it's like at a certain time you have to show it's like he showed either he was the best coming of like Christ to earth or he was like fucking the worst quarterback of all time. And he really just hit a switch of being like really inconsistent and terrible to like, okay, he's arrived and it just fucking happened. I swear to God in one week. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. One week. So, and I'm glad it happened. I don't care how it happens. I don't care when it happened. It fucking happened and I'm here for it. But I would like to see the shitty turnovers change. Yeah, which leads us into kind of our next thing, which is how are we feeling about free agency? Obviously, I know for me at the end of the season and I've seen it on Jag's Twitter, Jag's radio, everywhere, the passing defense um I have here so we fit it oh as I literally start throwing things <laughs> so the Jags 
Finished the season with a 238.2 yards allowed per game, 27th in the league. So my question that I've heard is how much of that is on the linebackers? And then we can talk about where do we need to go with free agency? So I think I think that you have to let the linebackers kind of well, I don't know. It's gonna depend on the Josh Allen situation. Right. Because I don't think Josh Allen is going to take a pay cut whatsoever. I think that he's gonna wanna take what he's worth. And if that's not in Jacksonville, that's fine. I think that he will go where the money is. And that's fine. I'm so fine with that. So I do think that they've invested a lot of draft capital recently in the defense, a lot of that at linebacker. Um, So I don't want to keep doing that if it's not working out. I understand that free agency is the best place to probably address this problem. And I think that you are more likely to be able to address the secondary in the draft because I think that there's going to be more options there with the slot that we have. I'm not super balls deep into draft talk yet, but just off of like a first glance. So I do think the linebacker is something that they're going to have to, to address. That being said, there's three major people they have to sign before I think that they can attack the linebacker issue if they aren't going to face it in the draft. And I do think that they can sign Evan Ingram, Arden Key, and Juwan Taylor. But I don't. I, I don't know about Jawan. I think that Evan wants to be in Jacksonville. I think that we can easily give him $9 million for a couple of years and it'll be fine. We haven't had an elite player at tight end since Mercedes Lewis. And I think that he's a big upgrade from what Mercedes Lewis was when he was in Jacksonville. We also have invested some draft stock in tight end and it all like, I don't, like Luke's not really playing. And, you know, Chris Manhurts is like your blocking tight end. He also isn't out there a whole lot. So Evan Ingram really has to be your option there. I think that he's the fan favorite to be brought back, especially because he loves Jacksonville and very openly wants to be here. I think that he might even give us a discount if we really need it. Arden Key, another must have for me. Juwan Taylor. I think that the way that the season kind of shook out with the injuries on that line, he's a huge, huge person to bring back, but I think that he might want too much money. And that's because you have to keep Trevor's future contract kind of in the back of your mind when you're signing all of these deals, because after next season, you're probably going to want to pay him because if you don't, you get into the Lamar Jackson situations where you've waited too long. And every day that passes, you're going to owe him more money. Right. So that being said, I think that it's time to start, you know, in the next couple of weeks, looking at who we might be able to realistically get in the draft. I'm hoping it's going to be secondary and then get your guys back and address free agency at linebacker. I guess that really is kind of your best option, but you've invested so much draft stock there at that point. And it's like, I don't think that you can Josh Allen. I love him. He's like the only guy left on the team from that. I don't know. Like I just, I love him, but I think it's time to break up. Yeah. Um, First and foremost, they need to get under cap. I'm not worried about cap. Because they are... I think it's fake. <laughs> Kenders, you've heard it here first, folks. 
The cap is fake. You're telling me. No, the cap is fucking fake, dude. It's so fake. I don't believe I don't in know, it. Dude. It's a lie. We we just we can launder some I money. Just, I just <laughs> I will personally launder money for Trent Ball. So to go fund me. I will literally, I'm not kidding. Trent, call me. I ha, you are starting to earn some cool points with me. I'll go to, I'll go to jail for you, Trent Balky. Okay, well, for those of us who think that caps are real and businesses have to put a limit on their spending, nah. um, they need to get under cap. And I think the first thing they're going to do is get rid of Shaquille. Shaq is gone 11 weeks ago, Haley. Shaq is the... Gone. They haven't done Bye. it yet, but he's gone. Even when they Bye. do that, that 17 mil, 13 mil guaranteed, 14 dead money. Bye. So... Or four mil dead money. So that gives you four million hypothetically to spend. I think more than I think you I think you make make some good points about the linebacker situation. And I would agree at this rate if you've spent X number of dollars and X number of draft picks to build a system, stop wasting money on that system. So I would say a cornerback would be great. I think that would be great for them. I think there's a couple in the market that would work, but I honestly never know with the Jags and I'm a Patriots fan too. I I never know what they're going to do. And you have Eli Apple in our notes and I would I personally did. buy I, did. I would buy I did. his jersey from DH Gate, purposely DH Gate because I don't even respect him to burn it. Literally, I, I would hold, I would hold like a curse, like of some sort to curse him before he got into town. What does it say next to Eli Apple on the notes? LOL. Because if you look, we were talking about free agency. I was, that is know, my I've, hell. I've been listening all week to just different people and reading different articles and, you know, all I kept seeing Eli Apple and I was dying because I know the deep seated hatred Kendra has so I had to put him on the notes not really serious actually please you know what let's talk about him for a second did you see his tweets this week I did I did what are your thoughts if you haven't seen his tweets and you live under a rock basically he tweeted some really shitty shit to like it was like an argument but him and Stefan Diggs were like going back and forth and like a couple other people and he was like have fun in Cancun or he was like Cancun and Cancun and then he did like a a his heart heart thing and Jamar Hamlin's obviously number three and like it was very shady and he just kept talking shit and then his mom started talking shit and it's like you yeah. are not good enough to be like no I'm- it was yeah it was one of those situations where it's like you're talking a lot of shit for most of the population to be like who mama mid like you know if you're gonna talk a big game like be a big game like I just feel like if you're gonna I'm be talking a, shit a about him and I'm in a cat outfit but like yeah I also like probably couldn't run a mile right now to save my ass it's so can we talk about how cold it is outside it's no freezing i don't want to talk about freezing here where we are so i if i went outside i think i would freeze so they they spent a lot of money in free agency last year but it's like i just i don't know i don't know man i'm i'm hoping that devon lloyd will grow a brain in the next six months 
and that's going to solve all my problems. I'm worried about their cap space. What if Chad Muma and Devin Lloyd could like share their football IQ and physical ability at 50 50? Yeah. I think that that's where I'm at. I'm also really hoping that this edible doesn't kick in while we're on here, but I so have you're, a feeling. So you're just going to start like genetically modifying the team? Is that your strategy? Here? I'm pro GMO. Yeah. yeah. I'm really not, but like, yeah. Speak on it. it. Yeah. Speak on it. Can we, um, who's got some Petri dishes? Yeah, germs 101 oh my god okay i'm about to unh listeners know i'm gonna spill a germs secret so there's this class at unh so you can talk take called germs the easiest class at unh it was not it was not it was so hard they changed it it. yeah it was so hard when i took it and it's literally about germs you took it senior year right yes bitch. yeah because i told her to take it because i yes. was like this is the easiest class ever and they changed the curriculum because everybody knew that it was the easiest class so now Kendra takes it resume your story it was my nightmare anyways one of your projects in this fucking class is to like swab one of your like own thing you can swab anything you want and you can just see what kind of germs are growing on it I was in this class with a bunch of UNH football players because they also took it thinking it was going to be easy. And I I'm, I didn't have like, I'm not calling myself a student athlete because I didn't have like the grind of practices and stuff, but I worked for athletics. I worked another job and I was a student. So like I was still going to like multiple games a week. I was at a game every night fucking working. Anyways. Yeah. The grind, working in sports. Anyway, you know, so you know. there were a bunch of football players in my class. Fucking, I just went on a stupid tangent for no reason. One of them decided, he lived in the football house on campus, decided to swab his roommate in the football house's Xbox controller. And a couple weeks later, it came back with fecal matter on it. <laughs> I will tell you who it was off of the air. <laughs> Even though I think if I gave you a list of 10 my, people, my, you would my get Uber it. is here. You would get it my Uber's 10 here. times I have to go. out of 10. <laughs> I have to go. Thank you, you so much. 10 times out of 10. Oh my God. Did they show it in front of the class? No, but you oh had to God, like write God. it on the paper. And we all sat together. I literally can't. <laughs> so anyways okay. well yeah so germs 101 yeah if you're if you're a unh student or prospective student that those are the kinds of things you can expect don't take germs take literally anything else um uh, so right. yeah free agency absolutely crazy also just side note the running back pool in free agency this season absolutely wild can't wait to see where saquon ends up um quick predictions tom brady aaron Rodgers staying or going go oh my god um tom brady's gone 100 based off that post-game interview that was very much like a i don't i am my i was raised a patriots fan i was there through the whole dynasty that man is too stubborn to quit i think he's gonna go somewhere else um I think it would be interesting to see him in San Francisco. I wouldn't be surprised if that's No, I think Vegas. I I think it's going to be one of the two. I've literally always said Vegas. Even before he went to Tampa, I was like Vegas. Um, 
I would be interested to see the dynamic with Giselle. What if Matt Stafford retired and he went to L.A.? Because I wonder how much that's going to play a role in his decision, where the kids are going to be. Well, did I you know see he was touring a school in, in Miami, like for his kids? Right. So they're in Florida. That's what I'm saying. They're in Florida. And obviously in the past, I mean, they're getting divorced, RIP. But in the past, he's made career decisions based around they his are divorced. His kids. So yeah, they are divorced. Um, right. Yeah, record time, like really fast, like 34 seconds or something. 34 minutes. Or <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be interested to see. I think that's going to play a role too. Like I don't necessarily know if he's going to go out West, you know, like is there going to be issues with that? So we'll see. But I don't think he's staying in Tampa for sure. Um, okay. Uh, him, and, him and Mike McDaniel would be crazy. That would be wild if he was in Miami. I don't see why they would do that. But anyway. All right, Aaron Rodgers, go. Oh, my God. I don't know. I guess I can't imagine him anywhere else. Like, I guess, I don't know. I don't think he's working in the Packers offensive system anymore. I think he just hates them. I I saw someone Photoshop him in a Jets uniform, and I was like, he looks incredibly unathletic. I would hate that. I would, would kind of love that. that. I would love. I would love if he went there and bombed. Like, I would, would love to so watch good. Aaron Rodgers burn in New Jersey. Well, it would be really crazy if, like, he went somewhere and did super well. But I don't think that's going to happen. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not a real like Aaron Rodgers truther. Like, I'm going to be I honest right now. Like, I'm not an. I, I, there's something about him. I just don't think he's a super likable guy. I'm sure he's a really nice person, but like, I don't really know. And he doesn't blow me away as a quarterback. Like I get very like he's I, I, fantastic, but like I just hate him as a person. I think he's great. Like he he's he's a great quarterback, but yeah, there's something I don't know. Is it me? Like yeah, there's something that's not likable about him. I don't know. He's what just it is. walking. Maybe I'm a quickly. hater. Maybe he's I'm like, a hater. I am a hater. I'm an Aaron Rodgers I, hater. I'm sorry for any I'm sorry, Aaron Aaron Rodgers Andrews, lovers, but I've let you down. But it's true. Is he still with Shailene Woodley? Because I like her. No. He okay, was dating see? like that girl Blue of Earth for a while. Maybe that's why I don't like him because I like Shailene Woodley. So maybe I he do did too. Her journey. Yeah, just like Shailene. Apparently, excuse me, audience. Apparently, some men don't realize that John Mayer is like canceled among women. Like he's not nice to women. I had some guy friends the other day that were like, "John Mayer is a nice guy," and I was like, "No." I was with you. We were at the no. Bruins. Yeah, he's never been a nice guy. So mm-hmm. I don't know where that was, but just so you know, guys out there, uh, don't tell women that he, <laughs> I mean, he is a great musician. I love John Mayer's music, but like, I would not t- go telling women that you are trying to hook up with that you think he's a nice person because they Agreed. will, they will not agree with you. Life lessons. Okay. Let's quickly preview championship weekend. 49ers Eagles, I believe is the earlier game. Yes, ma'am. Mr. Irrelevant is going to the Super Bowl, in my opinion. I believe it. I kind of want the headline to be that. Like, imagine being the last pick in the fucking draft and starting in a Super Bowl in the same 12 months. Mm-hmm. I'm pro Mr. Irrelevant. I think Kyle Shanahan's offense is foolproof. The defense is good enough. I, I think it's I think they're going and they're going to lose to whoever wins the AFC. Those are my predictions. 
I have to give you credit for your optimism. That's very uncharacteristic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the burn. I love it. Well, no, I'm laughing because I, I have the Eagles for this. And I know intern Tyler's going to laugh when he watches this later because I always roast him for being Mr. Negative, Mr. Pessimist. But I can't see Brock Purdy getting into the NFC Championship and not blowing it. I would be incredibly impressed if he gets out there and absolutely murders it. I think you cannot underestimate the amount of pressure that young man is feeling right now in his position. Everybody's talking about Mr. Irrelevant every on the broadcast on Sunday. That's all they're going to be saying. Mr. Irrelevant, you know, so I don't know that he can get out there and not choke. So, I don't think that they even need him to like, I don't think they even need him to play perfect. They just need him to be okay. Yeah. They could fucking, they could play fucking Kyle Juszczyk lined up at fullback every single play and win that game. Yeah. That's the thing too, right? Like it also depends on the Eagles defense. If the Eagles defense gives them the same amount of pressure that they gave the Giants last weekend. I don't know how Brock Purdy is going to do under that pressure. I don't think he got the same the amount ball. of you pressure. Have... Put Christian McCaffrey at quarterback. It doesn't fucking matter. I know, but I know, but <laughs> I, I, I don't know. The Eagles defense, it looked really good last weekend. I just feel like Kyle Shanahan's playing a video game. I know. <laughs> With Brock There's... Purdy at quarterback. And, he's I'm not, and I feel like such a hater in this episode, but I'm also like not a super Kyle Shanahan truth. And I'm either. a pessimist. Like, I know. This is so weird. Bullshit. This is so weird. I was not ready for this, but yeah. I mean, I like that we can disagree, but yes, I don't know. Like... We'll see. So okay. your score predictions, madam. So I think that my last point. Oh yeah. Or your Whoever... last point. Whoever Sorry. can win the Battle of the Trenches will win this game at the end of the day. It doesn't matter that Brock Purdy is playing. I think that that's where the game's going to come down to. I'm still sticking with San Francisco. I'm going to say... twenty four twenty San Francisco. Okay. Uh, closing thoughts for me on the NFC Championship. I think that at the link game day at the link i can't wait for the amount of videos and the content. content eagles fans content is just something else so i can't wait for that um i think that mr brock purdy is going to crumble under the pressure at the link on sunday i'm going to be honest i got the eagles with this one um i think that their offensive play calling has been incredible this season knowing when to run the ball knowing when to pass the ball even though Hertz is coming off that injured shoulder I think that ability to be able to switch it up will kind of take you know kind of switch it up will take that pressure off of him to constantly be throwing the ball down the field and uh five sacks against the Giants last weekend let that not go unnoticed so an unexperienced new Baby quarterback against that defense. I just don't see it working out. I have Eagles winning at 27, San Francisco 21. Soleil queen. Okay. 
Um, last thing we will get into before our closing segments is the AFC championship game. I think that the Bengals might be a team of destiny to get to the playoffs two years in a row and lose in the Super Bowl because I just, they look, they look super beatable. And then last week they came out there and crushed it. They have so many like weird injuries and people not practicing. And I don't know. I just, do I, you have Brock Purdy to win the Super Bowl? Is no. that what you're telling me right now? No, I have the oh, okay. chance to win the Super Bowl. Okay, 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 okay. I was like, as long as it's not Chad Henney, dude. The optimism from Kevin as as today, dude. Could you imagine if we have Chad Henney versus Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl? It's in the notes. It's in the notes. It's Chad Henney under. Actually, you know what? Fuck every single thing I have said. I want Chad Henney and Brock Purdy in the fucking Super Bowl. That is my chaos. Imagine Rihanna as the halftime show. No. That's your quarterback matchup. No. That is my Super Bowl. I would have to be so unsober for that event. That that would be. I literally like can't even begin to imagine. But then again, like Joe Burrow versus Jalen Hurts is also so fun. I know. Well, that's what I I want chaos. And that is Brock Purdy and Chaz. Okay, Vegas, you've heard it here first. You can go with the Hertz-Burrow duo, or you can just really switch it up and do Chad Henney and... (laughs) Vegas would shit itself. Yeah. And I think that the NFL wants that. Yeah. Yeah, true. Okay. Anyways, to seem like I have a brain. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes is really, really hurt. So my question to you is, is a hurt Patrick Mahomes better than no Patrick Mahomes slash a healthy Chad Henney? Chad Henney scored had a touchdown scoring drive last weekend. Hey, honey, he's playing for the Jags. I'm familiar with Chad Henney's game. So I'm just... I I know and I agree, but I will say right here, right now, that you and I we will not take Chad Henney slander on this podcast. Pro Chad Henney. However, I think a one-legged Patrick Mahomes is probably a better quarterback than Chad Henney. I don't okay. know that. He's going to last long in the pocket is yeah. the issue. I think so, I don't know. I think that their secret weapon, and it's not a secret at all because he's a very large man, is Travis Kelsey. Their run game's great, but it's like the reason that their offense didn't drop off this year was because not having Tyreek Hill didn't hurt them. And if mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes – Which is crazy. Have- like, what a wild statement. What and an if- absolutely – like, clip that. Not having Tyreek Hill didn't hurt them. That's insane for an NFL team. Not having Patrick Mahomes be able to do Patrick Mahomes things when he definitely wants to do Patrick Mahomes things kind of scares me because if you are not Patrick Mahomes 100%, you're going to have some turnovers. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, Andy Reid is a very slept-on coach in the NFL. I think he knows his players very well, obviously not letting Patrick Mahomes go back in 
when he really wanted to and you can see him really want to go and he's like nope you gotta get oh yeah out good, on andy. good on andy good on andy yeah like shout out that's hype but i think that he's gonna he's very smart and i think he's gonna you know play it the way he he sees fit so you know I think they're going to put up a good fight. I have Cincy to win this game. They've won the last three games they've played against the Chiefs. I think they've got them on lock in terms of offense. I think that Arrowhead is no challenge to them, where other teams, I think it's a very intimidating environment. I've heard the game day experience there is absolutely nuts. That's the thing. I'd love I'd love to go to Arrowhead, but I've heard, like, you know, it's Kansas City. Like, what do they have? As, you know, so I don't know. I let us know if there's anything fun to do in Kansas City. Maybe we'll go, but right now I'm a little sus about it. I am pretty sus about it. But, you know, the defense looks great last week against number 13 player ranked Josh Allen. You know so, what home game we have to go to next year? What? Because it's going to be a wild day in Jacksonville because of Trevor Lawrence, Kansas City at Jacksonville. Yeah. That's a must. That's going to be crazy. That's a must. Okay. All right. So yeah, my I mean, score prediction. Yeah. I'm going to say 34-31 Chiefs. Wow. Just because I want a high school I want I want the over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the overs on these games and the over/unders on these games are kind of intense, right? Like I feel like they go totally and that's the whole fucking point, right? But like I'm like, dude, I don't know. Um I have and here's my other point real quick before I finish this up. Jags, super reserved in terms of their defense on the homes in the second half of last weekend. Like, I was like, oh, my. Like, what, you know, respectfully, you know, I I was, you know, shout out them. They didn't want to hurt him even more. But I don't think the Bengals are going to – I think they're going to blitz him and blitz him and blitz him and blitz him again. Oh, as they so, should. Especially as they should. Hurt. As they should. I, I you know – what are your thoughts? I mean, what do you think? I think the Jags probably should have thrown a blitz or two in the second half, but I don't I know. Mean, I don't think Mahomes is going to be able to, if he can't move in the I pocket, it's I don't not- think you can do that just because like, if he, even if, like you said, him with one leg is probably better than Chad Henney. It's like, he has so many weapons that if you send too many people and you leave any of those threats open, he'll punish you nine out of 10 times. I don't care if he's hurt. Exactly. Exactly. So I think it's going to depend on the injury report this week on how they play that, but I don't think yeah. you can. I don't think you can sacrifice it. I think that you just have to eat where you can in that situation. Yeah, we'll see. So I think I got Joe Burrow. I'm a Joe Burrow truther. Um, I got Bengals 31, Chiefs 24. So we have a 10 point differential between your Chiefs score and my Chiefs score. But slay. Okay, couple of closing segments. Pop culture, pop culture shit of the week. I see your Paris Fashion Week. Let's talk about it. Your thoughts first. So Haley put in our notes, Paris Fashion Week, kind of over it. It feels like we have one every month. I agree and disagree. I do understand why we have a couple because of the seasons or whatever, Mm-hmm. But I do feel like they're just egregious. And like, I see people either shaming Doja Cat on the internet or being like, she's fashion for fashion's sake or whatever. And I don't really know where I stand because like, I get like the fact that she's like, all right, like I'm going to be cool without like being sexy. I don't know if you saw her dress like a man yesterday. Mm. Like I get that. But I just, 
I think it's going too far. Like, did you see the girl who like her shoes didn't fit her? So she like took them off on the runway. Like, I just think that it's become too much clickbait and it's not about like the clothing anymore. It's like who will do something weird on the runway and like what model is going to do this. And like, I just influencers and blah. Yeah, it feels very repetitive to me. I feel like there's nothing... I don't, I, I feel like we're, you know, and I don't want to be like, oh, like PC, whatever. But like, I feel like it's how far we have come. It's not inclusive to the point where you would expect, like, it's very much the same thing, just like happening over and over again, like crazy clothes on super thin people. Like, I mean, I love the meme content that comes out the of meme it. The meme content Do- is Doja good. Doja in the all red doing the side eye. That is so funny. I think she's hysterical. I like when her, people like her that are really not, you know, kind of in that space are able to go and make, you know, a really big impact or wear something really cool and kind of just shake things up a little bit. But I, I, I know we have seasons and things like that. Like maybe just do like New York and Pat, like Paris or New York and Milan. Like Milan always has really cool fashion week stuff. I love the stuff that comes out of the Milan fashion week, but at this rate, like I'm, I'm bored. Like I'm tired okay. of it. I like it. So. I like it. Um, I have no comment on my pop culture segment. It's quite truly just that Kanye West is married. So crazy. I have- this is such a good thing to put down because I think that that literally happened and everyone was like, okay. And like that, like, wow. I just quite truly have nothing to say, but I just needed to say it. Yeah. So that's that. Um, <laughs> my tea party thought segment situation of the week. I, if you're on TikTok slash you're a girl that listens to this show, I'm sure you know about like the Tarte makeup trip. If you're a boy that listens to this show, basically this like makeup brand that had a huge moment like a couple of years ago for a couple of years, like had all these influencers and a plus one go to Dubai, put them up in like this bougie ass hotel, like did all this crazy shit with them, gave them all this product. And like the influencers basically didn't use any of the makeup, didn't make any videos about the trip. And the company like wound up firing like their director of marketing from it. And it's been like a big deal. And there's like all these like conspiracy theories and stuff about it. I think that first of all, this is insane. But second of all, the conspiracy theories are more insane. Like this had like do you think that this was just like a this was the end marketing goal was to just cause a ruckus and then fire somebody and then have like a rebrand Kendra I was so deep in this drama this okay perfect and I think it's because the like there was a year or two period of time right where like beauty influencer drama was like all over the internet like it was Mm -hmm. all over everything I was seeing and obviously like a lot of stuff happened and you know I feel like you don't see it on the YouTube space or online even at at all anymore outside of Instagram so I think when this story broke everyone that was part of that era was kind of like oh my god like tart like drama so crazy and I these videos of these girls on this trip like literally shading the makeup saying they don't like it and are gonna you yeah. I was like wow and but you could see I, it like I don't know if you saw the video of the girl with like all the makeup like spilling out of the contour yeah. thing I was just like no it's so cringy like the whole thing is just so cringy and I, influencer culture is just so crazy to me like these brand trips things like that and like you and like you and I obviously deal with that with what you do and me being your friend for so long 
I've seen it through your perspective. <laughs> and it's just like those like the make makeup brands are just like so different. There's just I, some, something going on with what beauty they, brands are beauty brands are crazy. So, you know, shout out to anybody that has gone on a beauty influencer brand trip because they, I kind of want to go one time though. I know, and they go to really cool places. We're talking all this shit, and we're like, but I'm we not. Go, so I'm like... not shading. I just think that the way that this one shook out, like, is kind of wild. I do watch Super a lot of the vloggers. I will say, and I do Super like a lot of those girls. Um, but just tart as a whole. Do you wear any tart makeup? The shape tape concealer is no joke, girl. You're a shape tape girl. I don't use it because I'm not going to pay $30 for a concealer. I'll tell you that right now. I use Makeup Revolution Ooh. under eye concealer. Me too. No, yeah. I use. Oh, no, it's not Makeup Revolution. Revolution. It is. Conceal and Define. No, like I think bucks. it's Wet and Wild and it's like $2.99, girl. Girl, I love that Her. for you. Her. Oh my <laughs> God, I'm in the Jags outfit. I have to go. Um, My tea. Uh, Kendra has been tweeting about it. I'm sure you've heard about it. The Shakira diss track. This have, yeah. song. Oh my God. And then we have NBA in Paris this week. And Gerard's there with Irina Shayak. I think it's Shayak, but I'm not Shayak. sure, right? Isn't it? One of the two. Shayak something. Shayak. Apologies, Please tell Irina. us. You can correct Let me. Let us know I in the comments below. Yes. Um, but she, for those of you who don't know, is the former girlfriend of Bradley Cooper, and they broke up during the Lady Gaga Star is Born Oscar Cini performance era. So they were spotted together, her and Gerard, after the Shakira diss track. Thoughts, Kendra? Um, I would like to time out because Deidre just sent me a video of Trevor Lawrence on Facebook. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Uh, okay great. we love you mama d just send her a picture of me thank you guys and, and all y'all that are in here that are jacksonville people and man we appreciate you guys uh a lot of ups and downs even just this season and it was a special year for thank you for- drum wow okay. we did it joe shout out trevor lawrence shout oh, out nice D-Drum. we did it trev we did it joe um yeah okay thoughts on the gerard pk situation one i think he's a piece of shit Two, trash absolute trash Probably the hottest man alive. So hot. The hottest man alive. It's exactly how I feel about Ronaldo. But Shakira's too. also so hot. And like, just don't be a piece of shit. She's so hot. Um, NBA in Paris, though. I have zero thoughts. I I don't, all of these leagues are like, let's Dude, go abroad. No, it's, I don't get it. And we're such, we're also, <laughs> this is the hater episode. Yeah. <laughs> because we were also haters. like, we're going to lead to London for Jacksonville. And then one of us, not going to say who, but one of us didn't get their passport redone, so we couldn't go. Um, but we want to go. I, I don't know. The, I'm the so way, glad we didn't go to that game. Thank God. Because so they look glad. crazy. Like, it doesn't look like an enjoyable experience. It just no, looks I'm like. No, I'm just glad because it was the Broncos game. Yeah, triggered. If I had to watch Russell Wilson fucking dick me down IRL. Mm-mm. no no that is my nightmare he is the most cringe human alive i would rather lose to 30 other people in the nfl do you think his wife knows that he's cringe 
Yes. Yeah. I think that she just is also probably cringe and not. You think she's so gorgeous. She's incredible. And her music slaps. But I'm just like. It's unfortunate. I. And they have the mm, future also shitty, but like way cooler. It's a mess. Way cooler. It's 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 such a mess. Anyways, that was my thoughts on Gerard. So I don't know you. So Kendra she makes her she makes show notes and then she sends them over and then she just kind of makes these categories this one just said tweets so if you want to go first i just went on twitter and found something funny so i yes that's what i did for this i copy and pasted our normal show notes and i it's just your tweets of the week so like the tweet of the week that was either like bonk worthy or your favorite thing that you saw on twitter this is my least favorite thing that happened to me on twitter this week so this is like a bonk of the week so good so good I was on Xbox last night and was just like, you know, scrolling through some like questions that because I did like a Q&A on Instagram and a guy asked me if I would sell him a video of me farting and I wanted to die. And yeah, that's tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hate everyone. That's a tough one for sure. I just got an, uh, an email that Baddie Big and 23 other people followed me on Instagram. Oh my god. Well, I hope none of them asked shout you out for farts. Batty Bickles. Wow, shout out Batty Bickles. If you're watching, please don't solicit us for fart videos. Yes. Okay, what is your favorite or least favorite tweet this week? So, I just wanted to cause havoc with you this week and I wanted to shout out the National Park Service Twitter page. I love the National Park Twitter. If you don't follow the National Park Twitter, please follow it i'm really hoping that it's actually the not i think it is they have like a million a followers blue, and they have a blue check yeah i know but i have beef with elon so i don't trust anything that twitter tells me but anyway That's so true. so national park services twitter they basically it's like a it's a millennial or a gen z running that twitter account they post the funniest shit it is hysterical memes galore yes like it's just so good they they tweeted the other day this is one of my personal favorites you know it's cold outside when you go outside and it's cold and that's kendra and boston re- for those I, of you that need to know i retweeted that one um did they did the dallas zoo find the leopard i don't know but i think that's the least the least important problem that dallas has no that's the most important problem that thing's like a 25 pound leopard i want it yeah i wouldn't wouldn't uh, lose it people in texas stop um buying large cats i'm kind (laughs) of like like that's kind of like that's like like covid time we're over that tiger king we're kind of over that so stop doing that and then if you have them stop letting them go um like keep it to yourself because I don't want to like uh, you know that's very easy for me to say as a New Englander right I get it I'm not from the south whatever but like th- maybe we just don't keep Wasn't tigers Tiger and leopards King anymore. In Florida? Yeah, but he went to Oklahoma too, and there's a bunch of them in Texas. Dude, it's crazy. America's big cat market. Look at it. Like look into okay. it. Absolutely wild stuff going on right there. Oh, um, real quick, they found Carol Baskin's husband. I saw that. That's so good. Is it sad that I was kind of bummed? I was like, oh, that's I like- thought that it was awesome because she's even more crazy, but in a less cool way. 
Oh, so you you're a Carol. You've heard it here first, folks. Kendra is a Carol Baskin apologist. She is pro Carol. She was happy. Carol Baskin. She was happy that he did not. <laughs> she did not kill us. That's okay. probably good. Okay, yeah. Is that your closing thought? Uh, yeah. No, my closing thought is going to be. Um, I'm rooting for Drew Lock. I <laughs> think. Mine. I'm rooting for Drew Lock. Mine is that I'm rooting for a Brock Purdy Super Bowl. You're delusional against Chad Henney. I think my eyes are hitting me right now. I cannot open my eyes. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> okay, love you guys. I'll see you next week. This edible. Bye, gang. It's your whole damn crew got the haters on mute because they love that you keep looking at you. Ain't nothing new. This is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. When Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. Cause this is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. When Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. Saturday, y'all. Uh, Saturdays and Celsius. <laughs> With your hosts, Kendra and Sarah. Uh, y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. <laughs> Let's go.